listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up, Colorado Springs? Today's podcast is with one of our clients down the Springs who does room-by-room rentals, but he's not a house hacker. He's got a great system in place, a great portfolio of rental properties with room-by-room rentals. Jenny, how are you? And who's our guest? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Chris? Really good. I'm I'm really excited to learn about this because I, I know of our guest. I know some about him through talking with you, but I really am excited to dig into details today. Yeah. So our guest today is Neil, and he is an investor in Colorado Springs. Um, I'll let him kind of get into the detail of what he does, but he has a fantastic model that he has set up that um, is just absolutely mind-blowing. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll dig into the details later, but um, you guys might remember one of his deals from about a month or so ago that we did a, um, a deal analysis on, and now he's here in person to kind of walk through some of the details with us on his second property this year that he bought. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. It's uh, super exciting to be uh, on the podcast. Uh, this is my first time to be on podcast, so I sound my, my I might sound a little bit nervous, but uh, bear with me. Oh, Thanks no, you're, you're good. Yeah, this, this will be exciting, man. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're going we're gonna to pick your brain, and once you get talking real estate, you're, you're going to be in the flow, so you're good. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Neil, can you tell us a little bit about your current portfolio? Sure. Uh, um, I'm a software engineer uh, by trade, and um, my side hustle is, uh, of course, rentals. Uh, I started um, Colorado Spring Market uh, about four years, but my first time getting into real estate was about 15 years ago when I first got out of college. I didn't know anything about um, real estate investing, and I just randomly bought one in New Mexico uh, back in the days when... uh, uh, the market is super uh, crazy. I was uh, just accidentally went to the area. My my brothers moved there. He got a job over there, so I went there um, back uh, back in the days, and I saw all these uh, new properties popping up. So I just went in and just bought one, and I thought the numbers looked decent, and I just left as is, um, and then. The market crashed, and it felt like a uh, punch in the face. And I promised myself I never gonna buy another rentals <laughs> until uh, until I got married. Uh, my wife decided to uh, be a stay home mom, take care of the kids, and um, that's when I figured out um, I gotta need, need some extra income. So I start looking around, um, listening to a couple podcasts, uh, reading some books, um, and just. Focus on how do you how do I invest and create cash flow and do a side hustle with it, and I just couldn't find any deals in California or anywhere that um, kind of driving distance to my uh, locally, so I had to look for either bank owns foreclosures, short sale, or a big discount uh, properties, and this is when I start working at um, a. Uh, a software company is called Zoom Auctions. This is when I start exploring, um, looking at these properties with big discount, but these foreclosures are requiring like all cash buy, all cash, um, uh, all these deal. And, but on this, on certain locations that, um, that they allow 
financing for foreclosures, this bank back to 2014-15, they just want to unload all those properties, right? So they're willing to finance your your bank-owned foreclosure properties. So I start looking into those, and I kind of like look at the area I used to buy in New Mexico, and there's like couples and pop-up. So I just jump in and bought them with like big discount. Um, I bought them. I the best part about these bank owns foreclosures, they actually pretty clean. You don't have to do any big renovations. It's just all basic cosmetic stuff. So I was able to go in, get a big discount, um, uh, paint some stuff up, uh, put my tenants in. Six months later, I do a, uh, a burr method. Uh, uh, I nice. got a couple more. Yep. I got a couple more in the area. Um, and my latest, and then when I start looking around the area, and this is like the burr method took at least a year to do it, right? For each uh, process. Um, and I start looking through the area, and pretty much all these properties all dry up. And and I'm 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 looking up uh, to the area, and I'm like looking up in North, uh, in Colorado area. And I just found this property right next to the UCCS school. And I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect for student housing. So I just took a gamble, went out there. Um, just, it's a five bedroom house, uh, walking distance to UCCS. I'm like, I crank out my numbers. I'm like, okay, worst case, um, I just have to rent out the whole house. And I back then the market's a, going about 1800 or so and i look at my mortgage about you know 1300 i'm like okay let's let's do it and i would uh, try to rent out my room my rooms and as soon as i put out a post people all the students just jump in and yep. uh just line up and they want the properties right away so moving forward uh uh up to date um my last one is a 1031 exchange um i sold my my uh, foreclosure in New Mexico and uh, parlay to to this one um, to get a better cash flow on it. Perfect. That's a that's an amazing kind of, uh, story of you know taking taking opportunity and then rolling it into to better opportunity. So I I think that's really a, a really great story for sure. Yep. So, so what, it, it was, what a, was the initial attraction called or Springs? I, I think I may have missed that. Or what was the attraction? You know what? I, I, I just love traveling. And, and back in the days, um, I used to have a friend live in, went to school at CU. And I've been, you know, going out there a couple of times a year back in the days. And, and just, I love traveling. And I just, um, and I, I work in uh, Zoom auctions, so I did uh, during my work day. I all I do was uh, develop these website uh, that look uh, that that I'm looking at data all, all days long, and and I just love the growth of uh, Colorado Spring. It just the population grow and everything else going on for Colorado Spring, and and I just I just um, I just love the area. And was there any reason for like the, the fundamentals or just because you're attracted to the area? The fundamental are definitely there. The number is working and um, it's just the growth that I'm seeing. At first I went to Denver and the, the entry yeah. points were super high. 
And and I didn't have a capital enough to buy one and make the number works in Chorus in Denver. So the next best thing was I looked down, but at first I actually looked through all of the university, right? So I yeah. I grew up, I always live live with have roommates, housemates, um, until I get married. My new roommates be my wife, right? So, so now, so, so I always been living with uh, housemate situations, and I know how, how the dynamics, how things work, and how to interview a good roommate, and I apply that to uh, to the system. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I'm eager. And if this is a little too early in the interview, you guys can tell me, but I'm very eager to jump in the property that, uh, that you got to run some numbers. I, I find that like just fun to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you worked with, with Leah on this one, our agent down here in the Springs. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's, let's give the story on here. So what, um, so Leah took the lead on this our agent Springs and Pueblo down here. Um, what were you looking for? Like you set out, like what was the criteria that you're looking for and what we're hoping to achieve? Yeah. Um, I told her that we need something, at least uh, four to five bedrooms, um, three beds, um, a ranch house, uh, preferably with a basement. Um, so she just did her search and she just sent me this list. Um, uh, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, this is great. This is, the configuration looks perfect. They had um, two bedrooms on top, two bedrooms downstairs, and an office. And an office is like super easily to convert to one bedroom. So it's enough to be a five bedrooms house. Okay. So it was a four plus, so it's five bedroom house. And you guys can see my screen, right? Yes. Is yep. Correctly? Okay. Yeah, so if the listeners out there were to run through the numbers, we're using Joe's spreadsheet on here. It's on YouTube, even a blog post. You guys know the drill. All right, so five-bedroom house. Um, and then what did you find? Like, what was the search like? Um, at first, I was just, like, focused in the um, kind of central area. Well, actually, UCCS area at first. Um, and then uh, I realized that... Um, uh, not just students looking for housing, it, a lot of professional in the area. It doesn't matter um, the location. Of the ha- it does kind of matter, but I think as long as you kind of aim the house in the central area, um, you will get a ton of demands. Because um, uh, my first house, like I mentioned, it was like walking distance to UCCS. And mm-hmm. that's how it's like specific for the students. Um, and once I noticed when I start looking for, um, for tenants, um, like a lot of them, not just students, I, I just found that the demands are super high in terms of professionals living around the area. So, um, so I'm like, okay, I don't need to just stick in right next to UCS anymore. It just, anyone central or uh, for the sale, my other house with Jenny was, uh, Technically, right next to the airport. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty much wherever you think that where employments um, are at, uh, you will find uh, tenants. So, what was the purchase price the, of the house you got? It's three seventy. Three seventy, and was that 
like a below list price, above list price for the multiple offers? Um, it's listed for three fifty five, and then um, we uh, and um, Leah was able to communicate with the listing agent, and um, she she was able to run the comms, and we came in uh, at three seventy, um, and there were um, I think four other offers as well, um, and and Leah was able to figure out this come up with the, the solid offers and we, we, we was able to, to, to get it. Wonderful. And what was your, uh, what was your down payment percentage? Uh, I put down 20, 25% um, and all this proceed was coming from a 1031 deal that I, that I, um, I uh, finished. I sold one of my rentals uh, from another state and then pull all that proceed to, to this one. Okay, so you, you had the clock ticking on there. So yep, yep. five percent down, three hundred three thousand purchase price. I mean, do you have a memory like rough acquisition cost? Uh, roughly about four thousand. Okay, four thousand, and then you know, as, as I think majority of listeners know, you know, you put the offer in, you and Leah beat out for other for other uh, you know potential buyers. You go under contract. That first part of the contract is the due diligence phase of the contract. Inspection, documents, getting lending quotes, all that stuff. And this is where a lot of times things pop up, issues pop up, and it's kind of second round of negotiations. So during that inspection and due diligence phase, like what did the inspection report turn up? What are the items like how did that come out? And were there any issues that you and Leah need to resolve or negotiate on? Yes. Uh, so the inspection came back a little bit scary, but um, with that um, with that information, we were able to negotiate some great um, money back from the from the seller. Um, so, so as an investor, uh, cosmetic is is no big deal for for me. I've done yep. so many cosmetic upgrades. So when I walk in a house, I saw a solid um, solid uh, bones house. Uh, everything looks great. Just a couple of things. Just the appliance uh, are dated. Um, they did. Uh, they did some upgrade on the carpets and the flooring. So I didn't have to do anything of the, any of those. Um, the only thing came out of it was the sewage, which is definitely uh, scary. I think uh, as Jenny and Leah um, always coaching all the investors, saying we we definitely have to do sewage inspection and we were able yes. to find some um corrosions from the trees but um we dig deeper that wasn't basically it just needs some cleanup and basically we were able to get a estimate from a professional plumbers and attach to that uh, statement to the seller as well so we can able to um, able to get all that money back as well so the structure was I came back perfect. Uh, the roof was only five years old. Um, the only thing came back was just the federal electric panels need to be, cl- be replaced. And um, the furnace for all. Um, so we just need, need to um, clean that up. And I think uh, we were able to get an estimate. If we wanted to replace it, uh, it would cost about $4,000. And um, Leah was able to negotiate every, all, the, all the money to 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 fix all those. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what fantastic. Was the, 
What was the approximate amount you got in like seller credits back from them? Seventy two hundred. All right. And then I know you had some initial repair costs to you know take care of some inspection items. And then did you have to put in any like money or additional work to get ready for a room by room rental to like you know get it up and running the initial repair cost? No, pretty much the house, like I say, is just cosmetic. I just hire, uh, like I mentioned earlier, there's an office. Uh, doesn't have any walls, um, so we just put a wall up there. I bought all the materials, and the labor cost about a thousand. Um, and we replaced the Federal Electric. That's twenty five hundred. Um, overall, I think I spent about four thousand to get get it ready to rent, and I believe another thousand to buy all the uh, appliances. Okay, so great, about four thousand dollars all in. And with a 25% down payment, what was your interest rate? Or what is your interest rate? 3.875. Right. I'm assuming 30-year mortgage? Yep. All right. Now let's talk about rents here. What? You have five bedrooms. How many rooms you're renting out? And how'd you come up with like... Just talk talk about the whole process. Like what they rent for? How'd you come up with all that stuff? Because this is the fascinating stuff. Oh yeah, I mean I've done this. This is my like I mentioned, I this is my sixth rental, so um, I know the market super well. Um, so each room I was able to the regular room I was able to pull out six hundred per per month, and the master is seven fifty. So six hundred times four plus seven fifty for master. Yep. All right, so thirty-one fifty a month of income. Wow! <laughs> I can already tell this to be a, a, a good cash flow property. <laughs> we don't need to go to the second half of the spreadsheet. Um, wow, those great rents for down there. So, Neil, can you go into some of um, some of your techniques for developing? what your room rates are. Um, you know, I've heard Facebook marketplace is a really good gauge. Is that, is that a tool that you use? Yeah, I use Facebook, uh, Facebook groups and, um, Craigslist is, um, super popular. Um, I think I got a lot of traffic going through there. Um, I, I joined, I think I joined a Facebook group, um, uh, rentals, um, rental listing in on Facebook and be able to post anything on there as well. Great. And what do you run for vacancy? Like room by room rentals. What do you plug in your vacancy at for that? I think 5%. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, it's, I, I mean, historically, I don't think I ever hit that 5%, but, um, just for an overall, I think 5% is a safe number. What's okay. your typical right. turnover for, for these? Um, all my lease are a minimum of six months. A lot of, and my master, I usually want to do a, a year. Um, so, and as part of the lease, um, all tenants uh, need to notify me 30 days before they're moving out. So I have, I have plenty of time to, to fill up those uh, vacancy. So why do you have the master and a longer term lease and the, the other? The master, the um, in terms of um, 
tenants pools a, a little bit uh, harder to find. And I I try to lock in the master since it's a little bit harder to uh, get the right tenants in there. Um, so okay. so I figure it it's best to to lock in at twelve months. That makes sense. Yep. And I'm assuming you're paying. You're not paying for property management. Nope. Since there aren't many room by room property managers out there. <laughs> what do you put aside for just general like reserve, maintenance, capex, all that stuff? Um, I pay for all the utilities. Um, by looking at the average of all my other properties, uh, it runs any time anything between two fifty to three hundred, maybe three fifty during summer if they cranking up the AC. Not all my properties has AC, but some has. So um, it's anything between I so average maybe three hundred dollar for everything trash, internet, um, waters, pretty much all the utilities. Okay, and so that's for utilities. But what about for just like general repairs and maintenance? For like you know things break, tenants destroy things. Do you do you underwrite a percent of rents or just like an annual amount that hey, um, you know for example Jenny, you know she takes a third of her cash flow and earmarks it for you know future repairs. Like what rules of thumb do you use? I do have a handyman, super uh, affordable, and he's super. Um, I always give work to him, so. Um, I would say about maybe two thousand each house for just basics uh, cleaning up, um, move in and move out. Just a you know like a holes on the walls or, or replacing a keys, um, basic things like that. And I do buy a uh, home warranty um, for all the big items. Um, those really? costs, yeah. So. So you're as the a, first investor that buys them repeatedly. <laughs> oh, I'm really? so fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. My experience is horrible. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Talk to me about this. This is really okay. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, kn- I know a handy guys that can do any um, basic stuff, um, uh, non-mechanical items. But mechanical items, uh, it's quite costly if you send like a appliance person or a furnace person or any HVAC tech out. So I found it, uh, it's very cost effective and the, the, the turnaround time is super fast as well. Um, so I did some research on home warranty and, um, I don't know if I should announce the name, uh, say the name at all, but there's a bunch of them out there. But I found one that uh, meet my needs, and it's very affordable. It's a cost me about about four fifty a year, and yep. the and every time you call them, they charge you eighty dollars for someone to go out. And I I figure if if something breaks, like a, a furnace will go out or a plug or some a a, a burst pipe or something. I can rely on these professionals and send them out and just pay 80 bucks and they fix it right away. And the turnaround time is super fast too. So, so they kind of like my, um, my on the grounds, um, people. So whenever like, an emergency pop up, um, like, like a toilet leaks or something big happen, I just call them up and they just take care of them right away. Okay. What, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Jenny, do you buy home warranties for your properties? No, I don't. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting though, because it, I don't know, it almost seems a, as a way to kind of uh, subsidize like your time. Cause it seems like you, you make a call to the home warranty people and then do they deploy the appropriate trade at that point? Or so yep. you don't, you're not like flipping through and trying to get a hold of a plumber at midnight. Oh no. Everything yeah. is on a website. It's super uh, easy. So just a couple click of buttons, buttons and they just send somebody out there. So, um, so this is technologies has helped me to, to, um, manage these properties uh, from long distance quite sometimes. So it works well. It's works pretty well for me. Uh, some minor stuff I can send my uh, handyman out, but like mm-hmm. some big items, I just call these professionals go out there. Okay. It's really interesting. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I mean, I've had a home warranty in the past and had a dishwasher break. This is my primary. Uh, the listing agent threw it in there as a, as a bonus. And yeah, it was like a hundred dollars. I'm going to got a dishwasher, but it took them like a week to come out. And then they'd only repair up to like $400 to, re- to repair, to replace it. And oh, wow. just for all the math, I guess, yeah, this is not worth it. Again, that's probably yeah. company what you're using. Um, but as I've talked to other people, you know, talk slash bitch to moan about to other people. Um, I've had a lot more people, similar experiences to me versus you, but this is very intriguing to me. Especially too, yeah. Doing a long distance, you got you know you got a yeah. really good model going. So this is really cool. Yeah, it's a hit and yeah. miss. I think uh, originally I had some bad one, but as I you know try on airs and I found one I like, and they're very reasonable. Um, they don't try to fool you uh, up front. So um, yeah. anything that um, that um, need to be fixed, they actually fix it. Does anything that need to be replaced, like um, I think. Three months ago, I had a um, a um, a a washer dryer just blew out, and they came out. I said, "Oh, it's not worth to fix it. I will give you find a dollar um, to replace it." Um, and then they just reimbursed me whatever the amount uh, to replace it. Okay, I, I I would definitely keep that uh, name the company to yourself and make people buy a nice cup of coffee or something to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, all right, HOA. I'm assuming there's no HOA at the property since it's a single no family. HOA. Yep. Okay, so we'll mark that as no. What are your taxes insurance like? The taxes, uh, eleven hundred a year. Okay. Insurance. This is another attraction for me to go to Colorado as well. The property tax is just ridiculous low. Mm-hmm. Um, for for yeah. auto investor out there, when you look for a certain area, taxes definitely um, should be part of your equations. For sure, totally agree. What's your property insurance like? Uh, I got good one for fifteen hundred dollar. Do you have to get special insurance? Um, because I guess there's more, uh, you know, interpersonal, uh, conflict potential in that case, or does it just kind of, uh, underwrite the same way that a a traditional long-term rental would? Yeah. I talked to the broker and I just say, Hey, uh, it's a, 
rentals and I'm not r- running Airbnb on it. It's a long-term rentals. They say, okay, as long as it's a long-term, everything's going to look the same as other policy as a rental property. So it's called a landlord, um, landlord policy. So it's, uh, I believe it's a little bit higher than if you live there. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's, it's pretty much underwriting just a no, as a normal, um, uh, long-term rental, either, either, um, you rent out the whole house or, individual rooms as long as the lease has to be long-term gotcha okay all right here so we've got eleven dollars a year for taxes insurance that's 1500 for the year utilities about 3600 for the year give or take a few bucks and then you said that two thousand dollar that was for just turn costs or is that turn costs and general repairs and maintenance as well is that for everything for everything wow okay so that's a very, and the, over the long run, I guess with you, you, uh, over the long run, does it normally stay within that range? We have some years like bigger spikes if, if for capex items or big repairs, or has it been around an average lot of properties? Um, I have only owned it for four or five years, but I haven't had any major issues. Like I say, um, okay. the only thing I had was uh, blowout dryers, um, which is the warranty cover for them. A few times that uh, the the toilets leaks and um, and and it's all resolved by um, by these home warranty people and move in move out. Sometimes you get a pungent or a wall. You you have to deduct that from the, the deposit. So the, all those are being covered by by the tenants. Okay. All right. So I'm switching the cash flow tab here. Jenny, what's your guess around cash flow? Oh, I have one question real quick for Neil. Um, So my understanding was you guys um, use like an hourly helper. Um, Would you incorporate that into like on a monthly basis or would you say that's um, included within the repair section? It's also included in the repair. I think it's all fluctuate when I... um, When you first rent out, you know, when you close a house, I would say I spend about... $500 $500 to, to, to spend on these helpers that actually show the rooms and mm. uh, kind of interview the, the tenants uh, to give me a yes or no on the tenants. Um, to, to start it out, co- probably cost $500. But once all, all the rooms are filled, um, the, the helpers barely have to go out there. Um, another thing uh, I, I, I want to mention is... Um, uh, with all the technology we have now, um, a lot of investor, as a lot of investor, super want to be super hands on. I'm not sure about. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you, Jenny, you want to be super hands on. Always want to <laughs> know what's going on to your properties. So um, I put uh, a rings camera in front of the, ca- uh, the house in the backyard of the house. So I always pretty much not there, but I'm I'm always there. So this is uh, I always is closest to all my tenants, and they all cool with it. And I explained this is just for your safety, right? Um, you all live in a housemate situations, and you don't know who's going to try to go in. The, just explain mm-hmm. to them it's a safety reason why I'm putting it on, and also another um, eye on the house as well for investor as well out there. Um, so, so technology is out there. Just just use them smartly, and and you um, you can feel comfortably um, invest out of state if needed. Great. So, All right, so moving the... Oh, sorry, Jenny. Oh, no, go ahead. 
Okay. Yeah. So moving the cash flow tab here, you know, $370,000 house, about $100,000 all in for down payment, repair cost, after your expenses, mortgage payments, your cash flow going about $12,000 a year or $1,000 a month, which turns into about a 12.5% cash on cash return or 7.4% cap rate. So, I mean, these are great numbers. And is this estimated cash about $1,000 a month? Is that about what you're aligned with your, your statements? Yep. Okay. This is wonderful. I mean, these are yeah. impressive numbers. And what's so yeah. what, what what's got me so intrigued, Neil, especially I mean, you're you're long distance doing room by room, um, which I think has its challenges. Cause I know a lot of times people don't want to do room by room because they don't want to have to be, you know, running around and going to property all the time. So maybe perhaps you being long distance forced you to, you know, get systems and people in place because you can't do that. You physically cannot do that. Um, so maybe that's been a pro for you, like a, a a plus for helping to scale room by room. I, I'm just, I'm so fascinated that you're able to do this. This is awesome. Yeah. And I think kind of what, you know, is so intriguing to me is the fact that you're cash flowing so well. And, you know, typically as we've seen in Colorado Springs, at least cash flow is diminishing as, you know, the values are rising, but you're able to capture both by doing this method because you're buying in like really great areas and then you're also able to cash flow each month. So it's, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, as a beginner, uh, investor from, from the start, I, I always stuck with that metric 1%. So it, it was discouraged when you first go in, but, um, but if you just, um, try to be creative and force the numbers to be 1% uh, at a certain point, that, uh, so, so, so the, the cash flow, uh, was a big part of the equations, but as a long-term investor, I think the numbers will work out at the end. So I know people, you know, they're hearing this or seeing this, they're going to want to replicate what you're doing. Like what tips would you give people out there who want to get into, you know, doing room by room rentals, um, you know, while having a career family and all that and balancing like, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for people? I think definitely have the right team um, to get started. You you definitely have uh, work with the right real estate agents. I think Leah and Jenny um, was uh, super good on the numbers and super um, knowledgeable in this arena. Um, if you want to get started, um, I think if you if it, if it was your first or second properties, I would say definitely work with the right real estate agents. And if you are a seasoned real estate agent, uh, real estate uh, investor, go out there and get 10 as quick as you can. With, with the, these rates, I don't think it will, will ever go this low uh, in in our lifetime, I don't think. Um, so, so get the team um, on your side, um, get your landing uh, lineup, uh, Leah and and and, uh, and Jenny has uh, a lot of networking team that uh, can help you out on that, that side. Um, and um, invest where you love to visit too. Yeah, I, yes. like I, I, <laughs> um, I don't mind going out there. Just 
used to hang out at these rentals properties. I, I love going to Laura Springs. So, so that's my tips um, for, for any new investor out there. That's so great. And I had a question kind of um, how far into this model did it really click for you where you're like, oh, I have, you know, a sustainable system that I've created. And now, now, now it seems like you're able to roll it out really quickly. Um, you know, you're able to get a, a house, buy it and get it up and running um, really, really soon. How long did it take you to develop those, those systems in place? Um, I would say be aggressive from your first house, um, just to understand the area. Um, as I mentioned earlier, love where you uh, invest. So, uh, my first house, I just went out there as a, my, my goal was just for, um, to be a student house thing. Cause I, I went to college. I had housemates pretty much my whole four years during college. So I know the dynamics of living with other people. Um, so just try to put yourself in the situations um, if you can live in that house. Um, and once you understand the dynamic of it, um, uh, just just implement it. Don't, don't be um, scared of the numbers as long as you have the right team um, helping you out. Uh, I'm sure every time you talk to Leah and Jenny, she will um, do a calculation out for you to make sure uh, the properties are, are, are meeting your criteria. Um, so, and be, be persistent. Uh, if one deal doesn't go through, just keep going. Um, uh, at the end, uh, it will be rewarding. I mean, that's great advice. Yeah. I mean, this is all the questions I have. I mean, Neil, Jenny, any final thoughts, questions? I have, I have one kind of silly question, but um, something that I, you know, I've, I've wondered, how often do you get phone calls about fights between tenants? Like someone says oh. someone like pizza <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Oh, trust me. Um, I think my first couple, my first two houses, I pulled in my hair out. I, I was like, <laughs> this is crazy. I thought I knew everything, but once you do it, you, you, you know it. Right. Um, but, um, it's pretty much try and errors, right? Um, when you do it, you get beat up so bad. You just have to learn about it. Um, so basically you, um, you just set expectation to all the tenants. You re- just ask the right questions. You just ask them, um, my tenants, my, um, poor tenants they are working so so they have a super busy life they just work and come home um and then just rest and and as far as students goes as long as you have a super high speed internet that's all they really care <laughs> <laughs> they ought to do is go to school uh come home and play the games right so um as far as fighting uh you just you just set expectation. You like, you set the house rules. Um, I live in housemate situation my whole life. So I, I usually, you know, write down all the house rules. Um, example, you mentioned people might be stealing your foods, whatever. I give them a postmate. You say, Hey, if you don't want people stealing your food, label it. <laughs> and uh, they, they just follow the rules. And if there's some, um, some some craziness going on. They just have their own um, 
house meeting and they resolve themselves and they once 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 you set out those um policy um and again they just have they have to get a lot make sure you screen the right tenants after you have all these crazy um needy tenants i think after a few rounds you just talk to um talk to the tenants over the phone you kind of feel it right you kind of like understand what their needs are um and and you can kind of understand if they will be a good fit for the house makes sense well neil if people want to pick your brain and reach out to you are you open to talking to fellow investors or what uh What's yeah, close? I would I love to. Yeah, contact you, so I'm going I'm to ask this so <laughs> Jen and I avoid getting asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can leave my emails uh, to you guys, and uh, it's magicfly okay. at yahoo.com. M a g i c f l y at yahoo.com. Okay. So yeah, if um, anyone uh, has any questions about it, just hit me up, and um, and I can uh, help. Uh, uh, help you guys out i think uh what i love about your podcast is all about helping people and um yeah and i i i, I love to be part of that community we really appreciate that so so thank you and we'll put the, your email address in the show notes neil this has been awesome um i have a feeling we to have you back on the podcast again um <laughs> if you're next time you're flying out to uh Colorado, let us know and we can maybe meet up and record a podcast in person or, or go walk a property or something. It'd be cool <laughs> to really get more. Uh, I, I just want to peel back your brain more and learn more about what you're doing. So this is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thanks so Thank much, you. Neil. It's, yeah. it's been great. All right. Thanks to everyone. If you guys have any questions on what Neil is doing, reach out to us or email Neil directly. If you get help or have questions on buying properties in Springs, of course, reach out to Jenny and Leah and we'll take care of you. Have a great one, everyone.